Aloha, my beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of Milani Speaks Podcast. So tonight is a lot of fun for me. I am, yes, it's evening in Hawaii, and I am in the back of my pickup, my husband's pickup truck, recording the podcast, and just chilling. We're chilling on the grass, looking at the grass, looking at the trees in our yard, looking at the beautiful sky and the clouds, and it is beautifully blue and now turning into orange, pinkish. It's a lovely evening tonight in Kauai. So tonight's episode, I did an Instagram post where I said the the truth about motherhood and how I managed to be a full-time stay-at-home mom compared to, not compared to, but how I manage being a full-time stay-at-home mom and running my business full-time. And it has been a very interesting journey. And so I wanted to share this with you all just so you guys can see how to manage, you know, how to manage your time, maybe so you're not thinking that I'm perfect. You know, we all have our ups and downs. We all have our challenges. We all have our obstacles. We all have things that we grow through. I don't say go through because everything that we do go through, we grow through, right? Everything that we, we endure struggles, bumps in the road. It's all to make us stronger, wiser, um, that whole thing. So I love to say, um, you know, the things that we grow through, we're not going through anything. We're growing through something, right. To make us much more stronger and wiser. So, you know, I really wanted to talk about before, you know, being a full-time entrepreneur and being a mom, I was at a corporate job for, let's see, how long was I at my corporate job for? I think about a year, to almost two years, I think, right? And so I had my first child, and I remember when I was pregnant with Meadow, I just remember, and Michael, at that time, Michael and I had been running a healing business together for about two years. Business was okay. It wasn't that great. Like, we were having... We would have, you know, moments of a lot of clients would come in and then moments where our clients weren't coming in. It was a very interesting time to say the least because we were, you know, discovering who we were. We were discovering our gifts. We were discovering new gifts about ourselves. We were understanding who we were as entrepreneurs. And so finally, when I was pregnant with Meadow, I realized that, you know, by the time I had her and by the time I delivered her, I wanted to be full-time entrepreneur so I could be home with her. Like I wanted to start creating my life according to how I wanted to. I didn't want to be at a nine-to-five job. I didn't want to have to take her to daycare or have a babysitter. I didn't want to do any of that stuff. I wanted to have the complete freedom to be at home and raise my child while having money to support my family. And I remember telling this to one of my uh, best friends and I was at her bachelorette and I remember telling her, her family, I was like, yeah, by the time I deliver my baby, like I want to be full time in my business and leave my corporate job. Like I was honestly, like I was just saying a lot of stuff. Right. And so that's why I've said this before, where our words are so powerful. Everything that we speak out, we create it as our reality. So at the, at that moment, I was so convicted within what I was saying that I wanted to raise my child on my like with my husband and be a full-time entrepreneur not rely on a corporate nine-to-five job and so once you once I said that things started happening things started the universe started aligning everything where once I delivered Meadow it was a 
I went, that, as soon as I delivered Moto, my job said, okay, you can have four, four months, you know, maternity leave, that whole thing. You can, and then once that is up, we can talk about, you know, your return or whatever. And the, the thing is, it's like when people, women go on maternity leave, you know, jobs pretty much want to assume that they're not going to come back, right? Like they're like, well, they've been off for a few months now taking their ba- care of their babies. Like, why would I want to come back? Which isn't most, which isn't most of the case, right? A lot of women do go back. They go back after a month, two months, or whatever. But in California, it was a different law. I think you, the max you could do was like four months. And so, I knew another woman that had just gotten pregnant and had a baby. She did her maternity leave, I think, for only two months. And so me, I wanted to push, like, go as far as I could with how many months that I could have with my child. And so during my maternity leave, it was already four months in, I was coming up to, uh, yeah, I was coming up to four months already. I was have to go back home. And I said, you know, I don't want to go back. Like if I'm going to do this thing, I was already having clients coming in. Um, and you know, I was still doing my readings. I was doing the whole thing. Four months comes up and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to tell my job that I'm not going to come back. Right, I'm gonna fully put my faith and trust in Great Spirit that everything is gonna be provided for if I leave my job, so I can be home with my child. I go to my job, and when I was supposed to return, and I was like, "Yeah, I'd like to talk," and he's like, "Okay." And I, all I said was, "I can't return. Like, I need to be home with my child." Right, totally thinking I was going in, gonna quit, so I can be home with my baby. And my boss at the time was like, "Okay, well, would, how about working from home full time?" I was like, "What? Oh, what? Okay, all right, work from home full time while being home with my baby. I don't have to come back to actually physically go back to my job. I can work from home. Shoot, heck yeah, I'm gonna take that offer. Uh, see, it's like." You put your faith in great spirit and then look where, you know, it leads you. So they granted me, uh, you know, being home full time, doing my job. I was a graphic designer at the time before doing this full time. So it got, that was the point where I had to really see how to start juggling things, how to start managing things. Michael was still working full time at a, um, I think, where was he at? Like a massage therapy place. And I was home with Meadow, obviously the full time, you know, I didn't have any one to babysit her. Um, I did get offered, you know, for people to watch her, but that's a different story where I was going through a lot of internal growth, emotionally, mentally, and physically, where at the time I was being really tested to stand in my power. So the person that was offering to watch her, I was, I was hearing from my guides to say, no, stand in your power and tell that person no. So we were, I were getting the offer to have someone watch her, but my whole being was like, no, my guides were like, no, I had psychics come in, give me a reading and tell me, no, do not let this person watch your child. Uh, you have to learn to do this on your own. And I said, okay, it was an interesting time because, you know, when you're guided to do something, you don't know what the reason, you don't fully know what the reason is in the moment. Right. So I'm sitting here like, you know. I'm not, you know, I need someone to watch her, but I'm, my guides and my spirit guides are telling me not to, you know, I got to do this on, do this on my own with Michael. I'm like, okay. So when I got into doing my stuff full time, you know, every time she would take a nap, I would try to get work done. You know, the moment Michael would, um, come home from work, I would get work done. If I really had to get stuff done, like if I had like a strict deadline with some work, I would have Meadow in her in her jumper right next to me looking at the computer. I had a really big Mac, Mac, Mac laptop. 
I was going to say MacBook, but no, it was, a, it was a desktop. And so, you know, I would put her favorite little um, Brazilian cartoon show on YouTube and I would put it onto the side of the computer on the screen. And then on the other half of the screen, that's when I would get my work done. And so I was trying to find very funny, interesting ways of how I can get work done while still watching Meadow. And that's how, you know, that's how it was going for a while. Work started slowing up a little bit. And then finally, when Meadow got to six months, uh, Michael and I realized that <clears throat> it was better for me to venture on my own with my healing, with my healing business. I had a, I heard a very cool podcast that totally changed my entire life from, her name is Caitlin Pasternak. And she said something that completely shifted everything for me. And she said, you get to decide how fast you grow. And I remember hearing that and I was just like, what? You get to decide how fast you grow. And then that's when I realized like, you know, I can't support my family if I'm still only charging $100 for an hour to have a reading with me. So things started like going into place. Like I started, I raised my prices to like $250. You know, I started getting clients coming in. You know, and I realized in that moment, the only time clients would come in is if I took care of myself. So I would go, you know, go to Disneyland. I had just gone annual pass to Disneyland. I would go get a massage. I would get like, I was, I'm all about massages. Like if I do healing, um, the best way that I treat myself is by massage. And this is how I'm able to stay sane while running a business and taking care of two kids. Um, since we've been in this pandemic, I actually just got a massage today, you know, as things are opening back up, but these last two months were, were hell because I haven't, I didn't have the luxury of going to a spa or getting, go seeing a massage therapist because of the pandemic that we've all been in. So I've had to find other ways like going on hikes, spending time at the beach alone, um, taking really long baths, like over an hour to an hour, like really finding new ways of how to really do some self-care because of the pandemic. But how I was able to stay sane previously, um, it, it was for me was getting my nails done, getting a pedicure, getting massage, like pampering myself to really show how much I really love and care for myself because, you know, being a mom, is, is not an easy job. I, I'm going to be real. Like as much as we see the beautiful pictures on Instagram, you know, those influence that I'm, <clears throat> I'm not going to, you know, the influencers who have those mom, the really perfect looking mother Instagram accounts, right? The pictures had the same filter on them, the same preset things on them, you know, they're all their children are looking perfect and they're all smiling all the time. Like, no, motherhood is not like that. Yes, it is a blessing. It's a gift. It's so incredible to be a mom, but there's also a lot of work that goes into it, right? It's, it's your child, your children need you 24-7, especially in the beginning stages when they're newborn to, you know, teenagers. Like before teenagers, it's like they want their parents, 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 right? There's so much energy that you have to put into being a parent. And so, you know, as I'm finally putting this price out and I hearing this podcast episode, I then had the download to go work with this mentor. And so I was like, okay, she, she, um, my, the investment to work with her at the time was I think $8,000 just for one day in New York. So self-care for me is being honoring who I am, 
honoring who I am, the type of person that I am. And this is what Michael and I had discussed before dating each other and actually having a relationship is this is who I am. And I'm not going to compromise who I am for a relationship. I learned that too too much, too many times with relationships that did not work out. I didn't have any standards. I always became that other person instead of honoring who I am. And so coming into this relationship, Michael and I have always been about honoring who we are. And that's for me personally is I like to travel by myself somewhere once a year. At like, and, I, and before we got into the relationship, I was traveling by myself somewhere all the time, all the time. But getting into the relationship, I was like a compromise. Like he's a different person. I'm a different person. We started having kids. I still need to have that sense of freedom of who I truly am. And that's traveling. And so if you guys are into numerology, my numerology number is a five. And fives are all about travel. Being in different places, discovering new cultures. Like I thrive on travel and being in different cultures. Like that's just who I am. And so realizing that I had to fly to New York to work with this mentor, I was like, fuck yeah. Like I get to be myself again. Like even though Meadow was like, I think nine months old at the time, Michael was like, yeah, go do that. And and I did. And so... I went to go see her, came back, mine com- like my world completely changed. I then quit my corporate job. Clients started flowing in, and that's when I realized at that moment, okay, I'm actually I'm calling, I'm creating the things that I had said when I was pregnant with Meadow. Here I am calling in clients, doing this full-time, being home, being a mom stay at uh being a mom full-time, staying at home full-time. And so how I've been able to navigate um, you know, bef- when Michael was working and being home with Meadow and doing my healing stuff is it always comes down to making sure that I'm taking care of myself. You know, when your husband gets home, it's like when he gets home from work, okay, I got to go take care of myself. Your turn to watch it, watch the kids or the child. So when he would get home, I would go get a massage. I would go take an hour bath. I would go spend time at the beach by myself for like an hour. I'd go swim in the ocean you know, that's, that's how I was able to really keep myself feeling really good because that's the whole thing, right? We cannot be giving from feeling empty, like, because then we go crazy. If you're, I noticed that if we're <clears throat> taking care of kids, and I've noticed this in mothers too, if we're not taking care of ourselves and we're with kids 24 seven, or we've got a high stressful job and we got to go home and take care of kids and we're angry, like we get random, ang- like we randomly get angry, frustrated, like within the, with the fraction of a second. It's because we're not taking care of ourselves. We're not taking that time out either every day or every week to nourish ourselves, pamper ourselves. Because the more we can give to ourselves, the better we're going to be a partner, a wife, um, the better we're going to be a mother to our children. And so that's how I have been able to really operate in the place of managing, you know, doing things for my business and for raising my kids. And then once Michael, um, once we moved to Kauai, you know, we received another download that he had to quit his job and help me full time. Because what was happening now was I had two kids, here comes River, I'm doing my business full time, I literally had no energy, like no energy. I was still doing my readings. They're awesome. I was, you know, I had started Mono Awakening Masterclass and I had three girls in the program at the time. So I was doing that, 
here's a newborn baby, here's another child I got to take care of. And again, what was keeping me sane at that time before moving to Kauai is the massages, the, you know, going to the beach, going to Disneyland. I was going to Disneyland by myself, I think once a week, just to make sure that, and I'm sure a lot of you saw that in my Insta stories on Instagram, that that was my way of making sure that I kept my inner child alive. And that was my way of keeping myself sane while being a mom and being a business owner. Because the better we take care of ourselves is the better we take care of our clients. If there's any healers, uh, service-based entrepreneurs tuning in right now, the when we take care of ourselves is, is the best way we're going to take care of our clients and our children and being a significant other. Like, I can't <clears throat> express so much how it is so important that taking care of ourselves has to be like top priority because if we're giving from a place that is empty, like we're not going to be in the best stage mentally and emotionally. And especially if you don't have help, like we do, like we don't have help and we're doing it on our own. We, we, Michael and I plan with each other, like, okay, this week, go take some time to your, to yourself for all day. Like Michael actually had a day to himself uh, today actually. And then when he got back, uh, I went and got a massage for an hour and a half. So we, we make sure we plan, you know, either a full day, we get an hour here, two hours there. And this is how I'm able to do this. And so when he, when we got the download here that he's supposed to quit his job, because by the time that right before the pandemic happened, um, River was becoming more, she was, she started teething She's becoming more fussier. And so I had to plan all my sessions in the evening. And by the time I got to the evening, I'm already tired by, you know, taking care of two kids. And now I got to take care of a client. So it, it was really tricky because we don't, the only person we know out here is our auntie, but the pandemic started happening and all this stuff started happening. And we had a visitor come here and I had, we had her watch her for like two hours and like that was it. But you know, how, how are we going to do this? Like, how am I supposed to, and I remember telling my guides, I'm like, Hey, how am I supposed to be in my fullest expression, bringing healing and have two kids, Michael's at work full time. Like the, like this seems like ludicrous to me. And so that's when we got the download, like things will be better if he quit his job. And even that I had to go through, I had to work through a lot internally, how to mentally check in with myself and make sure that I wasn't keeping societal conditionings like in my head of like and I talked about this in a previous podcast episode where you know I we were conditioned to think that a man is supposed to be the financial provider mm, no times are changing we're moving into a new paradigm mama can bring in the money too and so I had to work through a lot of internal processing a lot of old thoughts a lot of old patterns that yeah it is okay for me, the financial provider. And yeah, I want my children to have their dad 24-7 at home because honestly, parents, you know, being too caught up with their jobs just wasn't, it's not working out for people. Like it's not. And so seeing that, seeing that growing up, seeing how Michael was raised growing up, if we care too much about our jobs and being working like 40 to 50 hours a week at a job that doesn't give a shit about you anyways and missing the lives of our children, like that ridiculous, like doesn't make any sense. So I finally had to work through a lot of things, old paradigm stuff. And I was like, you know, what? fine, we're just going to do it. 
he quit his job. And now I have the privilege of doing more things. The kids get their um, father all the time while, while I'm here too. And I don't, I work less. I get to be here with them more. And so when they're fussy, anytime, like I can handle a lot of things, right? But Michael and I notice that anytime we get like really snippy or frustrated really easily or angry for no reason, it's a sign that we need to take time out for ourselves. And so what I like to do every day is go sit in the bath for an hour, go take a hike, you know, do something. If you're, if you live in a one bedroom apartment and you got no help, what I remember my midwife told me, she's like, if you don't have help, oh, it's raining right now. <laughs> I love it. This is like such a cool view, you guys. I'm in the back of my pickup truck. Well, it's raining here. It's so beautiful. I like, uh, I'm so grateful for my life right now. But, you know, if you're in a one-bedroom apartment and you don't have help, my midwife told me, she's like, I know you're against your kids watching a lot of TV, but TV is a babysitter right now for you guys. You don't have the extra help. TV is a babysitter. And that was another thing, too, that helped me a lot to get to where we are now. Letting go of this, like, making myself feel wrong for letting my kids watch TV. I had to really fucking let that shit go because it's like... All of their attention is on me, but while Michael was at work, like, and it was just me, like, how, like, how do I stay sane? How do, how do I mentally and emotionally stay sane? My midwife was like, let her watch TV. Let them watch TV. It is okay. You're not a bad parent. And that's another thing too that we got to talk about is we get caught up too with the comparison of being a good mom. Like, oh, this mom is doing that. I got to be like her. I got to do It's like, no, right? I remember when I was going through my postpartum depression, uh, I was, I saw, I spoke to one therapist and she, what she realized with me was that I was comparing myself too much to, to a certain Instagram perfect mom. Yep. This is why I really, really enjoy, um, Instagram accounts who keep it real and the, you know, the struggles of being a parent the joys of being a parent, they do all of it. But I was comparing myself to this perfect mom and it was fucking, I was beating myself up because of it. And then I talked to the therapist and she's like, you get to decide how you want to be a mom. Like you get to, you know, if you don't want to be with your kids all the time, that is okay. You're not a bad mom. You're still a good mom. You're providing for them. You're still nurturing them, giving love and affection. But if you need time out for you, four hours out of the day to go work, to go do this, to go do that, you're allowed to. Just because this perfect Instagram mom is a stay-at-home mom and, you know, has umpteen kids and her pictures are looking perfect, do not compare yourself to that, right? This is, and this conversation goes with anything. This goes with you know, comparing yourself to like your body type or like eating healthy or like Instagram is a very interesting platform. It's a very interesting platform because, you know, a lot of times we only want to show the best. But what if we always showed the real shit, like what really is going on? Show people that we're human, that we can actually resonate with people and, you know, for people to really understand what we're going through, Right to keep it real because when people keep it real it's like oh yes they get me they get me they understand me and then that's when you're intrigued right 
It's like when we see these perfect things, it's it's like it seems like so unattainable because it's not real. And then we end up beating ourselves for it. And it's like, no, why? Like, why? We get to decide how we want to be parents. We get to decide how we want to be mom and a dad. We get to decide how we want to parent, right? And a lot of the times, whatever our, our wounding was with, within our own parents, we become the parents that we've always wanted to be, right? I always saw my parents going to work. So my thing was, I wanted to be a parent who was with them 24-7 while still being able to bring income in. And, and here I am now. And the bonus is I live on the island of Kauai. And you know how many people said, like, it's impossible to live on this island? It's easy to live on Oahu, but Kauai, oh, no, it's impossible. Now, anything is possible. You get to create a life that you want. I'm living on the island of Kauai, fully supported by Great Spirit and Mother Earth. Money comes in when we need it. Bills are always paid. We're always eating. We have a roof over our head. I have an incredible husband. I have two beautiful, healthy children. And we have a big fat yard. And previously, we came from a small one-bedroom apartment in Gardena, California, right? It's all about the mindset. It's all about how we're talking to ourselves on a day-to-day basis. So for, for me, I was beating myself up because I was comparing myself to this perfect Instagram mom, right? And what was interesting is she um, was noticing that she was doing that too, portraying she was perfect. So then she started coming out with some real ass content. I'm like, okay, all right, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be a follower still. She's keeping it real now. It's okay, it's okay. You know? And so how I'm able to manage, you know, being full-time mom and being a full-time entrepreneur, I let things be the way that they are. You know, if the kids want to be fussy, I let them be fussy. You know, if I'm having a moment, I let myself have that moment. And when I realize I'm getting upset and angry for like no reason, oh, that's, that's a big sign that I need to go do something for myself. And that's how I stay sane. That's how I stay sane, taking care of my kids. And that's how I make sure that um, my, my clients are getting the best of me or getting like, you know what I mean? And the thing that I'm still navigating with Michael is with Michael too now, because I'm going to take care of two kids. We got, I got a business to run. I got clients to take care of. And now it's like, okay. You know, I had to sacrifice him a little bit, but now it's like, no, I don't have to anymore. I'm working less. Kids are good. How do I spend more time with Michael? And what I realized with that is taking care of myself. We can't give from an empty cup. We cannot give from an empty cup. We had to make sure that we are constantly loving up on ourselves. Whatever, whatever that looks like to you. Whatever that looks like to you. You know, it could be Maybe you just like going to the beach. Maybe you just like going on a walk. Maybe you just like going to the park. Maybe you just like going to the gym. Maybe you like working out. Maybe you like doing yoga. Maybe you like to enjoy a, enjoy a cup of coffee or your hot tea and read your favorite book. Whatever that is, make sure you do that for yourself every day as a mom. Because when you're in the moment, when I'm in the moment, I'm constantly guided on what to do next. But the only things that I make sure that Michael and I plan is taking care of ourselves. And when we need a full day to ourselves, if I need to go get a massage, if I need to go spend time at the beach, 
shit gets crazy in this house, you know, if we're not, when the kids are fussy, we're not taking care of ourselves. And that's, and I realized like, that's the only time stuff gets really crazy with both of us and the kids is if I'm not taking care of myself and I'm just getting frustrated and irritated, like real easy. So take care of yourselves, mama. Like you, it's a top priority, top priority, taking care of ourselves. It's so important. So important. And so there's this this misconception that we need to sacrifice ourselves. No. I I grew up with a family that was fucking amazing at that. Oh, we got to sacrifice our lives for our kids. Mm, No, new earth, new paradigm. Old paradigm and not working out because you guys don't seem very happy with your lives. So there's a misconception thinking that we need to sacrifice our health for our children. But our kids learn not by what we say, but by what we do. They pay attention to the things that we do on a day-to-day basis. And this is how I know. And I've always known this, but to actually see it is amazing. The way Meadow loves up on Michael and I is the same exact way we love up on her. I give her long hugs. I love to give her kisses. You know, I tell her thank you every time she gives me something and she does it. She does the exact same thing. She'll grab my face and kiss me on the lips. She'll come give me a big hug. If she asks for a piece of fruit or food, we give it to her and she goes, thank you. And then when we go somewhere, she's like, okay, bye-bye. I love you. Right? She does the same thing that we do. And so, again, if she sees that we are taking care of ourselves, she'll do the same. Kids have to see their parents happy. Like, like have to. They have to see them taking care of themselves. And, and what's interesting, too, is whenever Michael and I do mess up, if we get over, like, we get really frustrated and we, like, yell or whatever the case is, we then go to Meadow or River and we apologize to them. I always tell Meadow if I like get frustrated really easily about something, I always go to her after I've calmed down and I tell her, you know what, Meadow, I'm really sorry. Mommy got upset. I'm so sorry. Mommy wasn't taking care of herself. I'm not feeling good. I'm going to go do, you know, I tell her what's going on and she understands. I always let her, I always apologize when I mess up. If I get frustrated or if I get really impatient, like the, the whole thing of this thing is patience with kids, learning how to be patient, right? Like, if I thought I was a patient person, psych, not after I started having kids, like patient my ass. But then when I went to go get a healing from a shaman, he brought up some things that were Whenever I get, when I, but previously, I would get angry pretty quickly. I, my patience would like went out the window. And so when I had a healing session with him, he brought up something within the session and he's like, you're holding on to anger from someone who made you feel like your gifts were nothing. And as soon as he said that, all of my anger came up. And so he let me express that. I was able to express all my anger. And I remember that moment, very moment, I knew what he was talking about. And so I finally let it out. And since then, I I don't get angry with Meadow. 
So anytime we get angry, angry, frustrated, or whatever the case is, there's something underneath that. There's something way deeper going on underneath that. Traumas, wounds, right? Our kids always bring up within us that we need to look at. Our kids are powerful as fuck. They keep it real. They tell you the truth. And when I keep it, when I'm having radical self-awareness, when the house is like, when we're on edge, everyone's fussy, kids are crying all the time, I look at myself because I, as mothers, I truly feel like the mothers are the true space holders in a family home. And so when I'm feeling like shit, best believe that the rest of the house is super fussy, irritable, that whole thing. And so that is my cue to be like, okay, I need to go take care of myself. So that is how I keep things in balance. It's not even balance. It's more of like being in the moment and I'm guided to do what I need to do next. Because again, like I can't even sit down and eat peacefully, right? Kids want your attention all the time, especially at this age. So Michael does his part. He goes and, and takes care of her. We take turns, you know, we like you have to take care of yourself. This is how you're able to like get shit done and, and do you and get, you know, bring in income and things like that. Take care. Taking care of yourself is top, top, top priority, top priority. You know, and, and if you if you're not with your partner and, and you have kids anyways, ask yourself why are you still triggered by not receiving help? What is it about help that you're not willing to receive? Right? Our strength comes from asking for help when we need it. And if you're being offered help, take it. Especially if you're a single parent. Take it. Take it, take it, take it. I'm very blessed and fortunate to have Michael who's an incredible hands-on father, okay? If you're a single parent and you need and you need help and you keep getting offered help, but you, you know, you don't want to take it because of your controlling issues, take it. That was another thing that was coming up too. Controlling issues, why we don't get help, why we don't ask for help, right? Because we have controlling issues. So if you're being offered help, take it. Take it, take it, take it. Use that time to go take care of you. Go on a, you know, go, go do something for yourself. If that's going to eat a meal by yourself. Oh, that's another thing too. I did a lot before we moved over here to Koi. I would, Michael would let me go enjoy a meal by myself at one of our favorite restaurants all the time. I would go enjoy, if any of you are in South Bay, California, um, Southern California, Los Angeles area, South Bay, uh, Rabanos is my favorite in Hermosa Beach. I don't, I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Is it Rabanos or Rabanos? I always said Rabanos. I'm probably not saying it right. I don't think I was because when <laughs> the cashier said it, I was like, mm, yeah, I haven't been saying it like that. But if you're in Hermosa, Rabanos is my favorite. And then I would go have Rabanos and just eat by myself. And pff, what a gift, what a gift, what a gift. And so that's how I'm able to manage things. We take turns, we plan when the kids are sleeping, taking, you know, taking a nap. Um, I ask Michael to watch them. I go do this and, and have sessions. And you know, it's like we're a very good team. And if you don't have that, call up a friend, call up your mom, right? That's how I'm able to manage everything. It's because I called this relationship in. I called this relationship in. You can call anything in. 
right? I did a lot of inner loving on myself to have a relationship like Michael, who's very hands-on, who's on the same page with me when it comes to parenting and how we want to raise our children. And if you don't have that yet, you can absolutely have it. They're on their way. This is a reminder. If you're single right now, your, your dream partner is on their way. They're already here. But what you're going through is releasing a lot of toxicities from the past relationship so that way you don't bring that into the new relationship. So that is how I, it's like I, I, I really did a lot of internal psychological work, emotional work, healing work on myself. I don't want to call it work, loving on myself to have this life that I have now, to have the relationship that I have now. It was, it's constantly a lot of checking in on those triggers when I get triggered by anyone, situations or whatever the case is, because it all comes back to us. Everything that we are going through is because of us, is because of you. And once we own that, our life completely changes. And that's how I'm, because of where I am now is constantly checking on myself, checking myself. Oh, someone triggered you. You cannot point the finger, right? You cannot point the finger because what's happening is that trigger is coming up to look at, to be healed, to let go. And the reason why some people stay the same in the same place is because they're not owning the triggers and they're still blaming other people. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah. That's how I'm able to keep keep balancing things is making sure that self-care is top priority whatever it is and it's like it's so simple it is so simple that's all that's all it takes is asking for help when you need it and taking care of you because when you can take care of you take that hour bubble bath go get that massage go for that walk go spend time at the beach jump in the ocean jump in the lake go climb a rock go hiking or whatever the case is for you, that's how we're able to keep it real insane and happy. The energy is good. The energy is feeling good in the home. That's how I'm able to do it. That is how I'm able to do it. It's taking time out for me, taking time out for me. So share this with someone who needs it. Share it with a mom who needs it. I love you all so, so much. Subscribe to the podcast. Share it with someone who needs it. I truly love and appreciate every single one of you. And my message to you moms is you got this. I love you. You're seen. You're heard from your guides. They're answering all of your prayers. Just hold hold tight. Not even hold tight. But just be present. Be present because what's interesting, whenever we ask for help, whatever it is that we're calling in, it's not going to always look like the way we thought. It's going to be even better. So be present. Your blessings are probably in front of you right now. You don't even know it. So be present. Look around. See what you have already. Okay? You, you're, you guys are all incredible mothers. Don't ever, ever judge yourself for how you parent because how your parenting is correct. If you feel like you're being too harsh, good. You caught yourself. Now, how do you work through that? If you catch yourself acting like your parents and you didn't like it, good. You caught yourself. Be proud of yourself. Now you get to let that go. If no one hasn't told you this lately, but I'm going to tell you this, you're a fucking amazing mom. 
Don't compare yourself to other moms. This is you and your child. You intuitively know what is best for you. No one else. Not your in-laws, not your parents, not your friends, not, a, not other you know mom friends, but you. You intuitively know what is best for you and your child. You carried this child for nine months in your womb, so you know exactly intuitively what is best for them. And then on the flip side, you intuitively know what is best for them because they are letting you know what they need intuitively, right? Whatever interest your kids are showing, be all about it. Support them. Give them that love. Be like, oh, you're interested in this? Cool. Let's go for it. And wow, will, will they thrive? My girls thrive here in Kauai. They love being out in nature. They love being in the ocean. Their energies are so serene and peaceful, like when we've spent time swimming in the water. Like, yeah, it's it's like, because I pay really close attention to what it is that makes them excited. So pay attention. Be aware. Okay? I love you all so, so, so much. You're doing amazing. Thank you for tuning in. And mahalo and aloha. Until next time.